0: To kick off each hour of the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive, we've asked the Catholic schools in the Archdiocese to say a prayer.
1: We are eighth graders from Notre Dame Academy, a K 12 Catholic World IB school. This year in religion class, we are exploring what it means to live the Marist way, a call to discipleship to embrace others in the spirit of Mary.
2: We want to share this year's eighth grade Marist Charism humility prayer with you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit,
1: Heavenly Father, we are in awe of your love and profound volume of warmth and tenderness. Abba, we are sorry for the time when we are arrogant and selfish, failing to serve our fellow brothers and sisters in need. We thank you for your model of humility in your Son, Christ Jesus. We ask for your help so that we will harden not our hearts and allow the fruit of the Spirit to grow in the soil of humility. Amen. Listen to AM 1160, The Quest
0: love the prayers from the kids. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you, kids. Uh, uh, That's from uh, Notre Dame Academy, eighth graders. Uh, I'm Dave Savage, and I am the programming and uh, production manager here at The Quest, AM 1160 The Quest. This is the uh, fall pledge drive. And we are joined this hour by uh, Betsy Orr and Helen Young. Welcome, ladies.
3: Great to be here.
0: Yeah. Um, And you know what? I got the wrong microphone on. It's getting toward the end of the day, and that's <laughs> that's going to happen, you know, a few things like that. But no, um, so uh, this is uh, the the best of the Quest Pledge Drive, and the cool thing is, as of right now, we've got a little less than an hour. But up until six o'clock, uh, we have an anonymous matching gift. I mean, and this is this is not limited. Some of our matches are you know limited to two thousand dollars or whatever, which is very generous. This is this is not no cap on it so whatever you donate this hour is going to be doubled okay so make sure you're taking advantage of that 470-508-1160 uh or you can go to the or from the app on your phone and uh real quick uh, a couple of these just came in last hour uh barbara in honor of father neil um uh father duvan and all the wonderful priests uh they have over there uh at st catherine so uh uh, that's from kennesaw and also kim from woodstock so thank you very much uh for your generous donations so uh betsy helen go ahead what do we got going on here
4: okay well we've been invited to help you all with the pledge drive and also talk about a project that's near and dear to both of our hearts, Purification Heritage Center. Mm -hmm. And I am the head of a team of people that are working to restore and revitalize the first Catholic settlement in Georgia, which dates back to 1790, if you can believe it, about two hours east of Atlanta in a little town called Sharon. And Helen is one of our team members. Helen, tell them about your role as well. Well, Betsy
3: kindly asked me to participate of four or five years ago, in this revitalization project, and we just met in betsy 's dining room. There were a few of us that talked about how can we help to save this beautiful old the oldest Catholic church in georgia and then i 've been as she asked me to be on the board, um, so I help with um, whatever that entails fundraising decision making mostly just supporting betsy and um, and then i 'm on the design team. And there we are helping, we're creating sacred spaces and helping make decisions that will impact the future of the Catholic Church in Georgia. And it's so
4: exciting. It's really been fun. Helen's part of a a team that's designing our prayer spaces at a retreat center that we're developing on the original land where the first Catholics lived and farmed and worshiped back in 1790. So as part of that revitalization effort, there are prayer spaces and, and buildings as well. But Helen's design committee team has really already made such an impact on our visitors because they've designed these beautiful prayer spaces that are unique in some ways to any other catholic retreat centers that i'm aware of and it's really been exciting to see some healings and some significant events that have taken place in people's lives who visited these prayer spaces and helen's part of that team so Mm -hmm. we're very grateful
0: so and and tell me now what yeah, and you did describe this what the purification heritage center is it, it, as far as you know it's the oldest Catholic settlement in Georgia and everything. But uh, so what 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 do we have going on there? And you said that uh, is this a place for retreats?
4: Yes, definitely. So under the umbrella of our organization, there are several places people can visit. There's the Historic Church of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which is where the word purification comes from, where we have daily mass now because Monsignor Richard Lopez has been assigned to us. and he awesome. is
0: Awesome. What a gift.
4: Yes. He's beloved by so many in Atlanta. So he's mm-hmm. there celebrating mass at the church. And then when you're there, you can also come to a retreat. We're having day retreats right now because we don't have our cottages quite finished. But in about 18 months, we'll have accommodations for overnight visitors as well. So in addition to the mass at the church, you can come on a day retreat to the church and to the property, which we call Heritage Preserve. You can visit the oldest Catholic cemetery in Georgia, which is right across the street. We've really got what we consider a district that we're revitalizing because the settlement is in two locations. So part of our effort is revitalizing the original location and then the settlers themselves moved up into town, so to speak, in the late 1800s. So there's a second area of the settlement. So it's really an entire district that we're trying to revitalize. So we've got some ambitious plans. The Holy Spirit, we hope, has some ambitious plans for us.
0: Absolutely. This is the best of the Quest pledge drive on AM 1160, the Quest. And uh, we're doing this to, to help raise money uh, to keep us on the air, to keep, you know, so we can talk about things like the Purification Heritage Center. Um, and, you know, well, uh, and I don't want to steer this in any direction. I mean, did you have... Somewhere you wanted to go with this, or
4: well, one of the things Helen and I thought would be fun to talk about related to the quest and the mm-hmm. fundraising is the fact that we 're both converts to the faith and how valuable you know our conversions have led us to this project really ultimately
1: mm-hmm.
4: and to many other things in our Catholic life but we 're working on this project because we became Catholic in our adult lives. So Helen and I thought it would be fun to just talk about the benefit of the kinds of programming that you all offer yeah. to people who are searching because it was hard for me to find information when I was converting uh, about the faith and dynamic speakers who could explain Catholic devotions and Catholic teaching and the catechism and the gospel. And I think Helen found the same thing when she was, you know, we're both adult converts. So mm-hmm. this is how to played a big role in our lives. Well, I converted in
3: 1996, so there wasn't a whole lot of evangelization on the computer, on the radio. So mm-hmm. we were a little bit in an evangelical desert. So having something like The Quest now is just phenomenal for people who are seeking Think it's a it's a beautiful outreach.
0: Well, and especially you know I mean we've got uh, programs like uh, the Journey Home. Yes. Uh, which, exactly. You know each one of those and and if if you're not familiar with that show each one of them is a story of somebody's faith journey who was not Catholic or had maybe fallen away and then came back or what but. and they're all fascinating stories
4: they really are i watched 114 of those shows on ewtn when i was converting and (laughs) i used to i used to shut the kitchen down at eight o'clock and say okay that's it uh the kitchen is closed be quiet somebody's coming into the church and you cannot make this up so of course if i'd had it on the radio too which i did not i would have been listening to it in the car as well so yeah that's just an example of some of the great programming that y'all have and you know our conversion has really informed the way we've designed the retreat center at purification. Oh, really? Because, How? Well, in, in, in several ways in the sacred spaces, especially, we've got these informational signs, which Helen can tell you more about, which help people connect the dots about what is this prayer space about? Um, you know, who is who is our Lady of Grace? Who is our Lady of Sorrows? As converts, we're trying to explain and represent the faith in a fresh way at the retreat center. Mm-hmm. Helen, tell them how, how this informs some of the design of these prayer spaces. Well, we really approached the
3: the prayer spaces from several angles. We wanted to be true um, to who the Catholic Church is and to what she represents in an orthodox way. and But we also wanted to be able to reach people who might come to the retreat center that aren't Catholic. And so we We viewed each space with how can we hold both of these things in our hands? And so how can we present who the church is at the same time and all her beautiful teachings and traditions? And at the same time, in a nice, easy to approach way, help people enter into these prayer spaces. So at the beginning of each prayer space is a sign that helps you know what the prayer space is about. What is the devotion? Where does that, how does that connect to our Catholic faith? And we explain it, and then we walk you through the prayer space step by step so that you can understand what it is you're doing. So for mm-hmm. example, we have a prayer space that's it's the grace garden, but it's really a garden dedicated to the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And so we help hope to help those that aren't Catholic be able to understand what is the rosary? What, why are we praying to Mary? What is that about? And who is our lady of grace? All that sort of thing. So our signs help to inform people so that our faith is approachable.
0: And I'm kind of curious now too, because you're talking about, you know, people that are not Catholic and and Catholic as well. But if I go there, and I I do plan on going there, it sounds fascinating, but am I gonna get a bit of a history lesson too, I'm assuming?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we've had some groups, we've had some non-Catholic and Catholic groups out lately. We've had First Baptist Church from Washington, we've got Peachtree Road United Methodist from here in Atlanta coming out next week. So part of what all of the groups that come to see us, uh, part of what they want to know is, how did this come about and uh, what are you all trying to accomplish? Where did this original vision come from? And ha- what is the history of the church in this area? Even so many Catholics don't understand that we are really the cradle of Catholicism for the state of Georgia. And mm-hmm. the town of Sharon is 100 people and not a town that's been frequently visited by many, especially outside of Metro Atlanta. So the, I don't think I've
0: ever heard of it. No, I'm sure you, <laughs>
4: haven't. you haven't. I <laughs> had not either, Dave, which is the big joke about why I live out there now. So um, giving that historical perspective has been something that all the groups want to hear when they come out, especially those of our older visitors. They appreciate that history and legacy mm-hmm. piece. So we try to work that into a tour or a presentation to cast the vision for what we're trying to do. And the history is a big part of that.
0: And and as you're talking there, I'm, I'm thinking about this, but I'm trying to picture back in, what'd you say? 17, 1790. 1790. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the United States, the Declaration of Independence had only been signed, you know, what, 15, 14 years before, prior. That's right. So, I mean, the country is in its infancy. And and so I think about all the things that are going on around then, but what was, what was the Catholic, you know, this Catholic community? Were they, you know, because the majority of the people uh, who signed the Declaration of Independence and who were settling were Christian, but not Catholic necessarily. So what was was there any issue with that or any problems with uh the catholics or uh, am I putting you on the spot? Not
4: at all. No, Betsy <laughs> knows this. She's well, Tell the story. It's beautiful. You know, it's funny. When Georgia was a colony, it was illegal to be Catholic.
0: Really? Yes. yes.
4: <laughs> and to be illegal to be a lawyer. And one of our prominent board members is both Catholic and a lawyer. So we'd love to tease him, <laughs> Bill DeGolian. But um, when Georgia ratified its state constitution, and it was one of the first colonies to ratify a state constitution, religious freedom was guaranteed. So actually, in Maryland, there had been some persecution of Catholics. You don't really think that because you think Mm -hmm. of Baltimore and the first diocese of the United States. But as soon as Georgia permitted religious tolerance and freedom, along with the fertile farmland, this group made their way from Port Tobacco, Maryland, Charles County, down to Georgia and settled in this quiet area in eastern Georgia to practice their faith legally and to farm and to pray and to raise their families catholic without a sense of persecution so it's funny they came all the way from maryland to settle in that area and a lot of people say why would they get out there why sharon well it was quiet the farmland was beautiful and georgia was one of the first states to guarantee religious tolerance so
0: and so you you said it was a colony uh in Forgive my ignorance of of American history, but it is a, a colony would be prior to 1776.
4: Right, there were 13 original colonies from mm-hmm. England, and when they declared their independence uh, from England, that is what co- you know brought about the American Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. people a lot of times think Civil War, which was the 1860s, right? But this dates back to the American Revolutionary War, right. When the folks had had it with taxation and other things happening in England and did not wanna be a colony of England anymore. They wanted to be independent. And that's when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Mm -hmm. And that is what started the whole process of becoming independent from the British.
0: Fantastic. Um, Thank you ladies for for sharing all this. I I find this all fascinating. Uh, This is the Best of the Quest pledge drive on AM 1160 The Quest and uh we are talking with uh Betsy Or and Helen Young about the Purification Heritage Center which is uh and I'm going to get this wrong it's the oldest catholic uh settlement settlement in in the state, in the of, state Georgia, of Georgia That's right. which, uh, which dates back to 1790 uh which i find fascinating let me just give a shout out to a few people here uh Paula from Roswell uh in honor of Betsy and Helen uh, thank you very much for your donation. Uh, we also have Julie from Stone Mountain. Uh, we've got Connie from uh New York, New York. Hey, hey. Uh and that's in honor of Betsy and Helen. Oh, that's
4: Corinne, uh, probably my daughter. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it is. It is. I I'm going to want uh, her uh, shout out. I'm reading it from a
0: distance here, so I, I, my my glass I need a new <laughs> thank prescription. You, Karen. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Karen. Uh uh and Mary in honor of Betsy, Mary's from Atlanta. Also, um, from Washington, Georgia. Where's Washington, Georgia? That, that's near
4: Just Sharon. north of our settlement. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Just uh, go to uh, Sharon and take a left.
4: That's right. Correct. Okay. Go to Sharon <laughs> and go north right. for 10 minutes.
0: So, yeah, that's uh, we got an anonymous one from there. Also, Jennifer from Washington. Uh, that's in honor of Betsy. And thank you for your amazing work in developing... Um, I, I, uh, developing what? Well shoot i can't see it but <laughs> it, there's too many words on there but they want to thank you for that and, and also uh kyle uh from atlanta in honor of betsy uh in the purification center wonderful so yes thank you all very much for donating because uh basically what you're doing you're keeping the quest on the air um because that's the only way we exist is through these donations so uh, it, it's very important that uh if you're Finding this interesting, as I am, about the Purification Heritage Center, uh, the oldest uh, Catholic settlement in Georgia, um, please make a donation. It's 470-508-1160, thequestatlanta.com, or you can uh, go to the app as well. Um, so uh, so we were talking... Um, what, what were we talking about? The uh, Well, the, well the, about I... the Catholics being... Yeah, but what were you going to well, say? We're talking history, but we're trying to...
4: Go ahead.
3: I would love for, for Betsy to tell the beginning story of how this really got rolling. Because the this is a beautiful, Purification Heritage Center is a beautiful process of somebody being open to the movement of God in her life. And that person is Betsy. And she she worked with other people at the beginning. But I would just love for you to tell the beginning story of where did the idea of this whole thing come from?
4: You know, it's it's one of my favorite stories to tell because I can look back and see how God worked in my life. So I would say 20 years ago, when I was a Protestant Christian, the Lord put on my heart um, the idea of a retreat center where people could pull away to reconnect with each other and reconnect with the Lord and get away from busy schedules and over commitments and at the time, even technology, I think technology has even taken our lives over even Mm -hmm. more so now than 20 years ago. And I didn't know what to call this idea that the Lord had given me. So I called it Freedom Farm based on a verse that says, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I called it Freedom Farm and I wrote a little mission statement in 2005 and I shelved it because I didn't know what else to do. And uh, over the years, you know, we were raising our kids. Um, I became Catholic, which was shocking. Then my husband was diagnosed with a fatal brain tumor, which was equally as shocking. And life just happened, you know, and the idea of the retreat center was on the back burner, but it was still there. It was like, what am I supposed to do with Mm -hmm. this? So um, an opportunity came up to form a corporation and buy this 200-acre tract from the archdiocese out in Sharon, which had been in the church's possession for several hundred years. And uh, we were worried, you know, that maybe one day the land would be sold off just because we're a little bit out of sight, out of mind, out in East Georgia. And so uh, we formed a company called Purification Properties and purchased it. And shortly thereafter, This had not even occurred to me. One of my good friends said, Betsy, you know, this is where that retreat center is supposed to be. Right. And I thought, oh, my goodness, 20 years later, this is where I'm supposed to build that retreat center. And so then, of course, the Lord kept bringing friends and colleagues into my life who've all become part of this effort But that initial seed was planted 20 years ago before I was even a Catholic Christian. And, you know, later, Dave, in the show, I want Helen to talk about a few of our prayer spaces a little bit more because there's definitely a Catholic imprint on the property, although it's a welcoming environment for people of of faith who aren't necessarily Catholic. But there is a Catholic imprint Mm -hmm. on the property that has stemmed from my conversion And I'm so delighted that this was the timing for it because it would have been a very different retreat center had I not been Catholic and and been a part of this effort. So,
0: yeah, I think that's important too. To that, I I like the way you have described this as as being. I mean, you're welcoming all people, any faith, whatever they believe, but but it's got that Catholic impression on it, which it you know sometimes it's just that little seed that you know. It's just that little thing that that kind of gets implanted in there, and then maybe it's years that go by and it it you know that seed starts to grow well, well, it's
3: really a beautiful community, and it is as Betsy described earlier, we are thinking of it as a district, a historic district, so we have the church itself, which dates from seventeen ninety and that has been restored it's still in the process of being restored, mm-hmm. but we have that beautiful old building and then Two miles down the road is the retreat center, and then the cemetery is right across from the retreat center. So you've got this threefold um, place to visit covers a lot of different grounds spiritually. There are many ways to get fed at Purification Heritage Center. So I love that we have the oldest church in Georgia and also at the same time, this new retreat center that is going to be fabulous and feed the Catholics and non-Catholics alike in Georgia, and provide a place for refuge and quiet to withdraw out of our busy lives and connect with God. And that's, it's what really what the original Catholic settlers did. They came away to not be persecuted and to find a place to raise their families and be close to God. And it's what we're providing in a very similar way now. And just being a part of of this vision, of Betsy's vision, and then the execution has been so beautiful because the Holy Spirit is all over this project in a way that I have never seen before. Dave, I'm a spiritual director. And so I talk with a lot of people about discerning and Mm -hmm. discernment and what that looks like. And one of the main things we do when we discern is we listen for the will of God. We try to figure out where is God leading me and mm-hmm. watching Betsy listen to the Holy Spirit and guide her and then seeing who he brings to this project. We have had so many times where we're looking for a person and Betsy's praying and the team is praying. And we're looking and voila, the perfect person shows, Just up, shows and up. It is person after person. It has changed my life on a very deep faith level to be part of this project And watch the Holy Spirit work. It's Mm -hmm. it's truly been one of the greatest blessings of my life to be part of this project.
0: Can I I, let me draw a parallel there to the Purification Heritage Center and then the Quest as well? Because uh, when when so Carol, I don't know if we know the story, but I mean she started this you know years ago and you know had to uh, had to discern what it meant what what the calling was and everything feed the
3: poor is that what it was feed uh, the feed, feed the poor feed
0: my poor feed my poor uh-huh. and so mm-hmm. she was she was going out doing all these things with you know uh St. Vincent de Paul and you know these organizations that physically give food yeah. and then she discerned uh with help of some friends and everything that that uh what what it meant was maybe not the people that are poor uh, financially, or you know, but maybe it's the people that are poor in spirit, spiritually poor, mm-hmm. yeah, spiritually poor. Mm-hmm. And so that's when she, she came to, to start the quest. So, what and talk about putting people in, in place. And I let me just tell this story real quick. Um, so, so th- this position that I have, I'm the uh, programming and production manager, and we had, uh, right from the start, Annie was uh, the first one, and then Annie left started a family and all this stuff. And then uh, Rachel came along and they had a few other people and it it, it wasn't really, for one reason or another, it's, you know, schedules, whatever, it just wasn't working out. And so there was another person uh, just before me it was at the tail end of uh, uh, 2021 and uh, he was he was doing great and everything, but he had you know a full time. His wife had a full time job. He's trying to keep things. You know, they've got five girls. He's trying to keep things. You know, be Mister Mom and everything at the at the home, and so he said, "Look, at, at the end of the year, December thirty first, he said, I can't help anymore. I want to, but I can't help anymore." Well, I'm friends with him. And so he was. He said, well, you've got a job. I said, yeah, it's a job I don't really like, though. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, they're looking for somebody at the Quest. And I, at that point, this was in November last year, I didn't even know what the Quest was. Yeah. I had yeah. never heard of it. Wow. And uh, honestly, and and so it, basically what happened was uh, he, he said, well, let me put you in touch with Carol. So I called Carol. Next thing I know, I'm down here talking to her. Next thing I know, I'm hired. So she needed, (laughs) she desperately needed somebody on January 1st of this year, and I come walking along, and and it was I was able to give two weeks to my prior employer and start January 1st. And but I I just when you said that the the Holy Spirit puts people in place, Mm -hmm. you know, she, she was praying on it, and all of a sudden.
4: I, here I am. <laughs> it's like a puzzle coming together in yeah. a way. There are these various pieces, and the Holy Spirit's working to get the puzzle, mm-hmm. you know, put together. And our team is made up of Catholic Christians and and non-Catholic Christians and 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 just others. And I think Helen and I and several of our Catholic members of our team are extremely committed to and excited about and want people who come in contact with purification and with our team and just our effort to have what we have Mm -hmm. you know to have a relationship with jesus christ and the blessing of being in the church Mm -hmm. and so there's always an evangelical aspect to this as the holy spirit is putting the pieces together those of us who are catholic on the team my desire is i want people to have what i have the lord brought me into the church and into a deep deep relationship with him through my catholic faith and of course ultimately both helen and i would love for people to experience that but our team's Mm -hmm. made up of different people but there's always that evangelical perspective Mm -hmm. absolutely there is
0: well we've got to take a little break here but before we do i just want to uh mention a few things here uh that uh this is the best of the quest pledge drive we're talking about the best of the quest and um uh if if you want to donate, and here's, here's a great thing. So we've got that anonymous matching gift, and there's no limit on that. So no matter how much you donate right now before 6 o'clock, it will be doubled. They're going to match it dollar for dollar. $100 donation all of a sudden is a $200 donation. And the next two callers, uh, or you could do it online, whatever, but if you donate, the next two donations are going to get a $20 gift certificate to Apple Tavern. So think about this. What if you... Donated twenty dollars, you get that twenty it's, it's twenty dollar gift certificate, and it's a break-even. It's a watch. <laughs> <Sure>, it <laughs> yes. It's like you didn't even donate anything. So make it a forty dollar <laughs> donation, get the twenty dollar gift certificate to Crabapple Tavern. But any amount is is welcome. We honestly, I mean, if it's five dollars, whatever you can afford, uh please pray on that. And uh, call four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty, 1160 and we will be back uh, real shortly with Betsy Orr and Helen Young talking about the Purification Heritage Center, the oldest Catholic, uh, what is it, Catholic what? Settlement. Settlement, thank you, in the state of Georgia. We'll be back talking with them in just a little bit. <laughs>
2: You are listening to AM 1160 The Quest, and this is our Fall Pledge Drive, where the theme is The Best of The Quest, Stories of Inspiration. After hearing these stories of inspiration, if you are moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160, go to our app, or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener-supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Best of the Quest pledge drive shortly on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. quest presents the family room
0: sponsored by Verse Bright.
4: kathy schneider a choice to choose life if you have not come to a baby shower for a complete stranger it is pretty awesome <laughs> come be the love of christ
3: to this sweet lady who chose life and you would see those on the distribution list and you would also
4: see you could contribute to diaper fund or you could send a regular gift it's a beautiful way to love on these moms
0: hear this entire conversation on the family room podcast at the new episodes wednesday mornings at 11 on am eleven. The Quest.
1: The Quest would like to wish a very happy birthday today to Father Tamaru Atraga. Happy
4: Happy birthday! birthday!
1: Please join us in the gift of a birthday prayer for Father Tamaru Atraga from you, our listeners, as we say, God our Father, we give thanks to you for Father Tamaru, whose birthday we celebrate today. We thank you for his devotion to you and the role he serves as a shepherd of the Church. May he enjoy the beauty of your love today in many little ways. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. At the tender young age of 20, St. Anthony of Egypt was so moved by the gospel message go, sell what you have and give it to the poor, that he actually did just that, donating what was a very sizable inheritance to the impoverished and indigent. Anthony's life was spent largely in isolated seclusion, giving the church and the world the witness of solitary simplicity, living a life of personal mortification. Despite his desire for a quiet life of prayer, Anthony drew many people to himself for spiritual healing and guidance. He responded to many of these requests and eventually founded a monastery in which he could carry out his ministry. He would then go on to lead the fight against the Aryan heresy, a battle from which the church would take centuries to recover. He died in solitude at the age of 105. His feast day is January 17th, and he is the patron saint of butchers, gravediggers, and skin
2: diseases. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com.
1: Do you have a health club membership? Do you use it? If your monthly gym membership goes unused, is it helping to bring you and others closer to Christ? Maybe you could shift that monthly gym payment to something you do use, like The Quest. Hey, you're listening to us now. We're totally listener-supported. We rely on donations from people like you just to stay on the air. Please, prayerfully consider making a monthly donation to support AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. The quest presents... Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. You are amazing
3: and wonderful and enough. I think oftentimes we fall into comparison traps and we think I'm not good enough or I'm not like this person. Sally has her kids in dance or Sarah's kids are on honor roll, whatever, like the Lord knows that you are who's best for your children, right? And your main goal as a mom is to get your kids to heaven. It doesn't really matter. Like when you get to heaven, St. Peter's not like, hey, did you play five seasons of soccer? No, oh, you had a bad mom. (laughs) Or were you on the honor roll? Oh, your mom didn't try hard enough with those flashcards. No, your job as a mom is to love your children. Help them to know, love, and serve our Lord and get them to heaven. And the best mom you can be is accepting who you are. Be the best you you can be. You can't be Cameron Frad. You would be a horrible Cameron Frad. I can't be my friend, Julia, who's amazing and wonderful. I need to be me. So be you, be yourself,
2: and uh, get your kids to have it. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com.
0: The Quest invites you to cover the bishops and priests in the Archdiocese of Atlanta in prayer. Just volunteer to commit one hour of prayer per week for a year. No meetings, no paperwork, no reports, just prayer. Learn more at sevensistersapostolate.org.
1: Hi, I'm Kevin from St. Luke's in Dahlonega, Georgia. I'm also part of Teen Hidden Lake in Dahlonega. You're listening to AM 1160 The Quest, WCFO East Point, Atlanta covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or find us online at www.thequestatlanta.com any time of day. Embrace your journey. Join the quest.
2: The Best best of the Quest. Stories of Inspiration Pledge Drive on AM 1160 The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. And we do need everyone... And I mean everyone
0: participating in this because uh, no matter what the amount is, no matter what you can afford, uh, pray on it because we really do need your support in order to stay on the air. And I want to mention this. I don't think I mentioned it since you ladies... uh, Well, let me set the table here. I'm Dave Savage, the Programming Production Manager here at The Quest. And uh, this hour, uh, on our Best of The Quest pledge drive, we've got Betsy Orr and Helen Young, who are with the Purification Heritage Center, uh, which is the oldest Catholic settlement in the state of Georgia, uh, which I think I find fascinating. Um, But I I don't think I mentioned this, the Novena of Masses... um, that that everyone who calls in or donates during this pledge drive, every person, we're going to have a novena of masses offered for the members of of your family, who are away from the faith, who have fallen away, uh, or whatever the the case may be. But it, I I think that's a cool thing.
1: That's strong, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's really
0: yeah. strong. And and a uh, novena of masses, like yes. <laughs> you know, not just a novena, but masses, of masses, I mean, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. But anyway, no, so we were um, uh, talking about the Purification Heritage Center and uh, some of the things that are going on there and everything.
4: Yeah, one of the things we wanted to mention while we're here on the air with the Quest is partnerships, upcoming partnerships that we would like to have and that we're starting to plan mm-hmm. with some of your staff members. Um, we provide a beautiful space. For retreat and for programming and the quest has uh, access to some wonderful content speakers and we really see an opportunity in the future especially when we open our cottages in about 18 months Mm -hmm. to host weekend retreats where people can stay overnight and we can partner with you all on a speaker topic or a retreat content Mm-hmm. and that that will help us extend our reach and help you extend your reach as well so yeah. we're real excited about that opportunity
0: yeah and that like i said we were talking about this during the break but you know i mean anything you've got going on you need uh, you got a retreat coming up we'll mention it on the quest you yes. Know, we'll, we'll put these these messages out there the same way we do for, uh, you know, I, I know Saint Bridget has some things coming up. Uh, Saint Catherine, uh, what the parishes that have things going on? Maybe they're bringing in a speaker, um, or maybe they're having a retreat or a five k run, like we were talking about Pinecrest Academy uh, doing their five k run. Well, we mentioned that stuff, and and that's the thing that. I mean, it keeps us local. We, yes, we have our local programs. We've got the family room uh, Wednesdays at 11. We've got our new young adult show, Honest to God, which is uh, very, I'm very excited about that. Um, but w- yeah, we've got those local programs. What we also have, the other way we're local is to, to be mentioning things like, like you say, when you, when you do are able to have your uh, retreats your weekend retreats
4: and right now we're having day retreats and in fact we've got a really special day retreat coming up friday october 28th we have a men's acapella group from arizona that's nationally known called floriani and they are coming out to purification to sing the mass at the church and then provide a concert um, they're going to do a sacred music workshop, and then we're going to sing vespers at the end of the day. And part of their goal is to bring sacred music back to revitalize and re-evangelize the church and others. And we're, you know, they approached us. A good friend of mine is in charge of their visit while they're here in Georgia and she thought of purification right away. She said this would be so perfect for the mass in that church. And yeah. so we've got that coming up on a Friday. And I want to talk a little bit about a retreat we just can, had. Can
0: can I just stop
4: you right sure. there? Let's yeah. let's
0: talk about just a second because I, okay. I I want to ask you this. So you've got it's an a cappella group, a men's a cappella group that's gonna be singing a mass. Now I've I've been to high masses before. I've you know but How does that work? I mean, the priest says the Mass, correct? The
4: priest says the Mass, but there's certain points at which the Mass is sung, especially responsorial.
0: Right, right.
4: And so it'll be the first one I've been to like this, also, Dave. So we're going to see, but there will be a lot of singing from them in the Mass in the appropriate places, and then followed by a concert for 45 minutes in the church. That's awesome. A lunch break, and then they're even going to sing in our rosary garden. Probably something related to our Blessed Mother, a song related to Mary. So it's going to be a really special day. It's a Friday, which sometimes is hard for people. Mm -hmm. But in the day and age of people working remotely and and having a little bit more flexibility, we're hoping, and we can take 100 people, and the registration is open, and I think we're going to fill up. So we've already sold about 10 tickets, you know, not even really trying. And that's
0: the kind of thing that you're hearing about here on the Quest. That's right.
4: Exactly.
0: Exactly. You know where else are you going to hear about this other than the quest
4: i this is a great place to hear about it and to promote it and and Mm -hmm. helen had a wonderful experience we just had a um retreat this past saturday in honor of our lady of sorrows whose feast day Mm -hmm. was september 15th but we conducted the retreat on a saturday and Helen is part of the design team that designed a seven sorrows walk on our property where the chaplet can be prayed while looking at sacred images of the seven sorrows of Mary. And I want Helen to talk a little bit about her experience, not only helping design that garden, but an experience she had just personally when she went into that garden, because that retreat was really meaningful and Helen had, had really been part of the design of that whole prayer space.
3: Yes, our, our Seven Sorrows garden is is or walk is really uh, unique. And I don't know that it's certainly not anywhere else in Georgia. And not I don't know enough. where else in other retreat centers in the United States. But it's certainly unique. So we have this, these beautiful images that were um, illustrated by a woman in Germany, right, Betsy? That's right. And then we had them printed on beautiful... They're probably three and a half by five feet images that you can pray in front of. And so it's all the seven sorrows. So they're portrayed and they're on, you You walk in a path that takes you on the journey of Mary's seven sorrows. And every, no detail was overlooked on this, in this walk, this space, this sacred space. The path is raised above the ground. And so as you walk through the prayer space, you almost feel as if you're floating. It is quite a sacred time when you walk through and experience Mary's sorrows and pray through them. And, and as you do that, our mother really takes you on a journey through what the, whatever the sorrows are in your own life. So I went down there, the, the, that space was opened last fall, right? Betsy? That's right. Last September fall
4: of 2021. And mm-hmm. I was
3: not able to make it to the grand opening where the archbishop came and, and blessed the space. And he prayed the seven sorrows there. It was really lovely. So a few weeks later, I, called Betsy and said, "Can I come down and just walk the Seven Sorrows? I've been we I've been through the planning process. I know what it looks like, but I want to come experience it." And as I walked into the space and the Seven Sorrows walk is on the spot where this, the these original settlers lived. It's where their cabins were built. So there is this tremendous connection to our Catholic ancestors in Georgia. So that just gives you, you almost get goosebumps when you enter the space because you realize, oh, my Catholic mothers and fathers were here before me. Mm -hmm. And then as I entered into that space and my dad had died that summer before, and so I had some sort of unresolved grief and some um, things I need to process. And as I was drawn into the space, the holy spirit really touched my soul in such a deep way and then walking with mary with having her walk with me in my own sorrows and then praying with what her sorrows had been and then asking jesus to come and heal me in those deep places where i was still grieving was a life-changing experience and that is the kind of experience that we hope people will have at purification, Mm -hmm. is a life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ. That's really what we're all about.
4: It really is. And, you know, I learned, so the name of the church there, the historic church that we've renovated, is the Church of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which is an event in Mary's life 40 days after Jesus was born, where she and Joseph come to the temple to present the Lord. Right. Um, It's now called the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord, but it used to be called the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So that story has really informed a lot of our spirituality. The seven sorrows devotion stems from that story. The Presentation of the Lord is the fourth joyful mystery, which is what Mm -hmm. one of our spaces is about. And as I studied and just meditated on that story in Luke's gospel, I found out that the church... For a long time called that story, the encounter, Mm -hmm. because the Holy family goes into the temple and encounters both Simeon and Anna and Simeon and Anna encounter the promised Messiah. And they had been prompted to be in the temple for that encounter. So we're hoping people will be prompted to come to purification and to encounter the Lord in a space that we're taking a lot of time and thought to design to make that encounter meaningful, so.
0: How, and so the church, how old is the building?
4: The building itself dates back to 1883. The mm-hmm. congregation dates back to 1790. So right. they built two churches prior to the church that we're in now. Mm-hmm. The congregation grew so much that they started with an old log cabin oh. church. Then they built a second church that Bishop John England from Charleston dedicated in on February 2nd. 1823 we're about to celebrate the 200th anniversary of that and then they grew so much more that they had to build this third church so it's part of that original 1790 congregation but the structure itself dates back to 1883 and that's the most recent and largest church of that settlement it's impressive it's uh you know it's impressive that uh, that they grew a lot of times they didn't have a priest in the area so they had to maintain the faith and the prayers and, and raising their children without a priest assigned to them. When a priest was assigned there, sometimes a territory was a, you know, radius of 50 to 100 miles. It was rough going. Which would take on horse a bike. very long time. Exactly. <laughs> to go see everyone. In fact, there's a priest yeah. buried across the street from the church who died on the one year anniversary of his ordination. Father Bernard Doyle, when he was taking the sacraments to and last rites to a prisoner up near Lexington, Georgia, which is just north of Sharon, mm-hmm. and he was drowned in a flash flood on the one year anniversary wow. of his ordination. So there was a lot that was sacrificed to keep that yeah. congregation going and thriving, and we stand on their shoulders today.
0: Wow, just amazing. This is the uh the best of the Quest Pledge Drive and uh this is AM 1160 the Quest and the pledges are for um the the to basically keep the Quest on the air so that we can keep programming uh like this uh coming to you. Uh we had I think I mentioned this already. Uh, I've I've been at this since 8 this morning, so I'm getting a little punchy here, but I think I already mentioned that uh, the next two callers who donate will receive a $20 gift certificate to Crabapple Tavern. We appreciate you, Crabapple Tavern, for supporting the quest. And uh, I think uh, we already have those two because, uh, let me just give a couple shout-outs here. Uh, Kendall in Atlanta, that's for Helen and Betsy. Uh, also, Judy in Washington, Georgia. Just go, nice. go to uh, Sharon and hang a left. That's right. And there you are. Um, we've got Dottie uh, in honor of uh, Helen and Betsy. Dottie's from Smyrna. And also uh, Dottie in honor of uh, Christine Falucco and Monica Bosco. They were here oh. uh, this morning at the 8 a.m. hour. Yep. So we thank you very much for that. Amanda. Uh, from Atlanta, we've got Tom and Kelly from Dunwoody. Um, we also have Craig from Roswell. We've got Joanne from Atlanta. We've got Kate from Atlanta. We have some fantastic, generous people here. We do appreciate it. And every one of those, no matter how much they gave, whether it was whether it was five dollars or a thousand dollars, whatever it was, uh, we've got a matching gift. An anonymous person has donated. Uh, matching funds. So every one of those uh, people that I mentioned there, whatever they donated, it's doubled. So that's a fantastic thing. Uh, we've, we've got, uh, what, about eight minutes left here. So is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to, to mention? Um,
4: well, you know, as it relates to the programming and the quest and how our, how information is so valuable when you are seeking a deeper relationship with Christ and trying to figure out what the Catholic Church is about. You know, like we said before, Helen and I are involved in our parishes and at purification because we had a deep conversion experience and became Catholic. And what you all are doing here to facilitate that process is so incredibly meaningful to us personally and why, Purification exists. Um, you know, twenty years ago when I was not Catholic, if I had attempted the retreat center, it would have looked very different. But they're Catholic elements to everything that we're doing and the richness and the beauty of the two thousand years of the church is what has informed our project, I would say. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we've known to do that is because of the way the Lord has uh, catalyzed our conversion into the church and then taught us since then because mm-hmm. Helen, don't you think I mean it's a lifelong process. Oh it's learning a journey. when you're Catholic. Absolutely. It's not just like you convert and it's over with. We're still mm-hmm. learning. So Oh
3: yes. We, we we I used to uh lead a, a RCIA program in the diocese and I used to, to joke with my um, joke and, and tell the truth with my um, catechumens and, and candidates that the Catholic church has the best toolbox out there. But the thing is, we have a beautiful toolbox, but you have to figure out what's in the toolbox. And the Quest gives out the tools. Mm-hmm. So what better way to evangelize than the Quest radio?
4: I it, I agree. Fabulous. And, and then you come out, say you hear about purification when you're listening to the Quest, and you come out there... Then you see what I would call a, a fresh representation of the faith that might be different mm-hmm. than something you learned in a classroom or something you learned from reading a book, both of which are very valuable. But mm-hmm. we're very experiential and we're outside and we've got sacred art to to view. And in fact, Dave, in our district, if you count our three prayer spaces and then the Stations of the Cross in the church, we have 40 opportunities for biblical reflection, Mm -hmm. both in terms of the word of God and also a sacred image. And that is strong. And our Protestant friends love that. Our Catholic friends should love it. (laughs) And um, that's been a real strength. So for people who are continuing to want to learn the faith, learn more about their faith, deepen their relationship with Christ. We want people to hear about us on a program like this and then come out and see us because we are Mm -hmm. doing day retreats. We're not just open every day. That is one thing I'd like to mention. We still have some construction going on. So we ask that people contact us ahead of time. But our events are listed like the Floriani event coming up at the end of October, as well as an All Souls Mass and Christmas Eve. and just We have a number of events coming up. Helen, you've been to the All Souls Mass. How would you describe that?
3: That's the Holy Spirit, Betsy. I was just about to talk about the All Souls Mass. <laughs> there you go. Um, on November fifth, yes, we have our every year. We have an All Souls Mass on the Saturday closest to our All Souls Day, and it we have that Mass in the cemetery, the Locust Grove Old Cemetery, which has. Headstones dating back to what, or graves buried dating back to?
4: Yeah, I mean the early 1800s, early to mid 1800s, because those first settlers that died were buried in that cemetery. It is
3: truly one of the most beautiful spaces in Georgia, I believe. The cemetery, the headstones have been restored, the the um, cemetery has been tidied up. We rebuilt a wall. We really restored it back to where what it should be, and. On the spot of the original Log Cabin Church, we now have a place to have this Mass, and it has an altar. And is Monsignor Lopez, will he be celebrating the Mass? He He, will. So come join us on November 5th with Monsignor Lopez. It's at 11 11 11 Mm a.m., and it will be a beautiful Mass. And you can pray for all the your relatives who have died, and um, come experience purification. Well, I'm sure we'll have tours that day. Yes, of this and property. The property will
4: be open, for and you lunch. can see the church too.
3: It's mm-hmm. it really should be a lovely day. So please
4: do join us on November 5th in Sharon, Georgia. In Sharon, Georgia, that's right. And you can get directions to our location and find out more about it on our website, which is purificationheritagecenter.org. And I hope to get my act together and get our community events listed on the Quest community calendar because that's another way for people who are or maybe more dialed into the Quest than they are to us quite yet to find out about what we're doing. So we appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about it. Yes, thank you for having us. And, and we hope that, that all our friends will donate to
3: the <laughs> Quest. <right>. You have <laughs> another three minutes that's to right. call in and have, your, and have your amount matched. That's right. that's right. Call quick or donate on the app.
0: And we appreciate all the people from Washington, Georgia, which is another city in Georgia I didn't know existed until today. <laughs> first
3: city named in, after George city, Washington.
4: First city in the country named after George Washington.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, cool. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being here and helping out with the the Quest Pledge Drive.
4: Absolutely, thank it's you. It's been our pleasure. It's our one of our favorite topics to talk about, Purification Heritage Center, and our collaboration with you all. So.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it, uh, uh, heading back to Sharon then
4: yes i am okay. i've gotten used to the rural country life I actually live in washington which is which is just north of there but mm-hmm. i i still have a place in atlanta but i've gotten so used to the rural country life yeah. that i find myself wanting to get back as soon as i can
0: excellent excellent well ladies thanks again thank and, you uh, thank you dave we're gonna uh pray the angelus now and then we will get back into our regular uh scheduled programming